Hey guys, Tony Palo here from Equipping for Life. I am here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to equip you. I'm here to coach you. I'm here to empower you. I'm here to teach you tactical tools to overcome. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we'll see you guys around. Um, I want to teach you the principles when we look at the story of Mary, right? This story, now I don't know if you know this, but there's an intertestamental period between Old Testament and New Testament, right? Uh, 400 years from the book of, what's the last book in the Old Testament? First book in the New Testament? First book in the New Testament? Come on, Connecticut people! So there's 400 years between the book of Malachi to the book of, of Matthew. Old Testament has how many books? <laughs> All together, 66 books of the Bible. There's 400, thank you, 39 and 27, 66. There's 400 years. And during the 400 years, God doesn't speak. God stops speaking now for 400 years. He just stops. And when we look at the Bible, you see seasons where God has stopped speaking. Right? And, and think about it now. Why would anybody stop speaking? Because nobody's listening. For those of you who go, God, I haven't heard you in a while. God's like, I gave you a word last year that I'm still waiting for you to do something about. So for 400 years, God goes, I ain't speaking because y'all are not listening. And then the first time he starts to speak, he approaches a 14-year-old virgin called Mary. That's it. He breaks the silence with Gabriel the angel. He goes, Gabriel, I know it's been a minute. And I wonder how they chose Mary. Like, because prophetically, the Old Testament doesn't say is a 14-year-old virgin. Uh, uh, Her name is Mary. It just says it's going to be a virgin. So I wonder how Mary was chosen. There was something there. So when we look at a life favored, when the angel comes to Mary, he says, and it says Mary's confused and disturbed. Let's read this because I'm, I'm going here and, and I want us to get this. In verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, which is John the Baptist's mom, God sent, angel, uh, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. Remember? A descendant of King David. That was important. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings. First thing he says is, greetings, favored woman. Like, how do, how do, what did she, we don't know anything about her. But there was something she was doing. Somehow she was living in such a way to catch God's attention. There was something. We don't know the details. We don't know what was happening. We don't know the story of Mary. All we know is that the first thing the angel says to Mary is, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And then verse 29 says, Mary is confused and disturbed. <laughs> I've, I've been there once or twice. <laughs> You've been there? I'm like, I'm really I'm. Let's throw in there, Pastor Mike. I'm frustrated too. I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I'm disturbed. And Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You have found favor with God. This is it. We know nothing about this lady. No, we know nothing about this kid. She'd be in our youth group, Pastor Josiah. 
We don't know nothing. You have found favor. But the way that's written in the Greek is not, she didn't found, find favor. She lived in a way that heaven found her. So she got God's attention. For 400 years, God's like, talk about frustrated. God's like, I'm so, I'm not, I'm not answering your call. Because you're not, you ever mentor someone that doesn't listen to you? I didn't mean to look at you, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe's a very good listener. It just, just happened that way. It's like God is trying to mentor the earth, and the earth is not listening. He doesn't speak. The first person he speaks to is a kid. And then he says, don't be afraid. You have found favor. Now, here's what he tells her. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. I wonder what Mary was thinking. It was like, what? He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. Now, Jesus wasn't related to David, but Joseph was. We learned a couple of weeks ago that Joseph had to adopt the plan of God and take Jesus as his son. So Joseph, who's the descendant of David, now adopts Jesus, who's now the also an ancestor of David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the king, and Mary asked the angel, how is this going to happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born, uh, will be holy, and will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren. It don't really matter what people used to say. People got a lot of things to say. People got a lot of things to say about me. No, what are they saying about me? No, I'm Oh, we've been talking about you. Oh, yeah, really cool. What have you been saying? So people used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. I love this part, verse 37. For the word of God will never fail. God's word, the Bible talks about, Isaiah says, his word is sent out, accomplish its purpose, and will never come back void. It will always be sent out. The word of God is heaven's pigeon. Get that word out, and when it comes back, that word is always going to prevail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. This is the one part that lacks, I think, in our, in, our, in our church world, in Christianity. I am the Lord's servant. What she was saying is, I'm redemptive ready to serve. I'm, you've, God, you've done so much in my life. What do you need? What do you, and when we think about God's favor, it's not, you know, you know, certain people, when you do them a favor, or they do you a favor, it's always kind of like a string attached. You ever meet somebody? You ever somebody? Yeah, it's like, well, I thought that just, you know, I remember when I first came to this church, I've told this story before, but pretend like you didn't hear it because I love telling it. Hey, Pastor Tony, anytime you need a favor, come see me. I'm like, thank you, Uncle Vinny. I appreciate that. You think I'm making this stuff up? I was like, you're so kind. I'm telling you, anytime. And you know what? When I do you the favor, don't let it, don't talk to anybody. Keep it between us. Then I was like, I don't know. One of the board members came to me and said, yeah, he's a nice guy, but don't take any favors from him because if you take a favor from him, guess what? You got to repay him. Some people have that mentality. But here in this context, salvation's free. We just need your life. <laughs> 
Yeah, salvation, this whole salvation, the gospel, grace, it's all, it's a free gift. I just need you to surrender your heart to me. So he, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me, love this part. God, whatever you've said about me, just let it come true. That's, that's favor. And, and I love how the book of Numbers says that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. I love this part. And when we look at that, play around with it in the original language, it's almost like we're getting heaven's suntan. God, is, he does, he's not turning his hand towards you. He's turning his face. Because Bill Johnson says, if you get what's in his hand, you may mace his face. But if you seek his face, you receive what's in his hand. So he, the Bible says let, that his face would turn towards you. I know some of you are like sun tanning, and that's okay. Y'all use a sun bed in, at the local gym, and that's okay too. And, but if you use a tan in a can, that's not okay. Like we can really tell the difference. You're like, oh, it's two degrees outside. Where did you get that from? So I'm just letting you know now, your closest friend may not have told you that it doesn't look good, but Sherwin-Williams, bring it back to Sherwin-Williams, it does not look good. So the way this is written, it's like heaven is turning there. This is what God is doing. Because the next verse says, the Lord turned his face towards you. That's favor. This is what he did with Mary. So Mary lived in such a way to capture heaven's attention. And I, prom I was prompted to, 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 to go into this direction where we talk about the favor of the Lord. And the Bible doesn't, the Bible actually does tell us that the Bible, God does not favor one man or one woman over another. But, but the Bible is littered and filled with stories of men and women who live in the supernatural. Favor, we learned this a couple of weeks ago, favor needs a place to rest. Okay, 2 Chronicles chapter 16 says it this way. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to find someone and to strengthen those. Now, I, I purposefully use this passage. It says to strengthen those, but really in the way it's written in the original language, it's to extend his strength through you. So that typical prayer, Lord, I need your strength. God is going to blow that out of the water and extend his strength through you and to those whose hearts are fully committed to him. See, favor needs a place to leak. Favor needs a place to stand. Favor needs a place to, 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 to land. And when we think about God's covenant, God's covenant has within its own nature to unfold itself. When we order Chinese rice, we always order this, we always order this little small thing. We're like, that ain't going to feed the whole family. And you open it up and guess what? It's like all that white rice. You see how beautiful that is? When you open that thing, pay attention. It's like, that is beautiful. Rice is growing right on our own table. We ordered that, that, that mattress that comes in a little tube like this. And you cut it a little bit and things expanding favor needs a place to expand if it stays in heaven it's not a miracle it's when it makes its landing here on earth that's when it's considered a miracle and really the true miracle is not God releasing it the true miracle is us getting it God's like I can't believe they did it I sent this revelation to Pastor Mike and he got it that's a miracle I sent that revelation to Tony Palo and he got it the first time I didn't have to send a storm to remind him. 
It's like he got it the first time. And this is so important now because God started this precedence with Jesus. He says, undercover boss, Jesus was sending you down to the earth because they're messed up and jacked up. Jesus came back to heaven and he says, now you're going to do it better than I. So he set a precedence that whatever God does, as the Bible says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, and so for 400 years, now this section of the Bible says the silence is broken. <laughs> and maybe you need the silence broken in your own life. Man, I'm just not feeling God. I like, I like the feeling, Pastor Mike, like you. I know God loves me, but I like the feeling to know that God loves me. I'm kind of like that. I like feelings, you know what I'm saying? I like, yeah, it's just whatever. But it's like for 400 years, the silence was broken. And maybe it felt like four years or even 40 years. You're like, the silence is broken. But Mary lived in such a way to capture God's attention, to send an angel to speak to the one 14-year-old. He didn't say, all right, guys, listen, I got this amazing prophecy that finally is going to be fulfilled. It has to do with the Messiah. Everybody get close. Come on. Tell your friends. How can we only have 100 people? Get more people involved. He talked to one teenage girl to break that silence God revealed nothing during the 400 year period there was different time and then God started speaking God started speaking so I'm kind of thinking about what Mary did or didn't do to get God speaking again what is it that we need to do to say okay God let's get this emotion and I think one of the things that as a, as a church that we have leverage on is the fact that we've gone through so much and we're believing God Jesus is coming back so soon so we have this leverage that people are ready remember last week how many people have you spoke to in the last week says the world is crazy I know you know what this means what Jesus is coming back are you ready that's a question talk to everybody first of all everybody wants to talk nowadays everybody wants to have, strike up a conversation everybody i go to breakfast with my friend pastor man warwick the lady just keeps talk talking and guess what we we prayed with her that she would accept christ as a personal lord and savior i'm like lady i want to finish my my chicken fajita omelet can you leave us alone she starts, I'm, my coffee. You know, when my mug starts getting low, Jaylon, I don't want to have to ask for more coffee. Push my chicken for you to omelet. We'll pray for you. Do you know Jesus is your personal Savior? No. This is it. That, this stuff doesn't happen in heaven. This stuff here happens on earth. So God is spinning the globe, looking at that scripture again. Hmm, where can we check? North Providence. Yep, all right. Cranston. Johnston. All right, all right. Central Falls, East Smithfield. God is spinning the globe and his eyes are moving because he's got such an oversupply of blessing and promises that every time God speaks, God breaks the 400 year silence by talking about promise. Every time God speaks, it's connected to promise. Every time. God doesn't say anything that's not connected to promise. Nothing. And so this is what she says in verse 38. I am the Lord's servant. That's it. She didn't say, oh no, I go to church on Sunday mornings. I'm in a small group. I serve. I volunteer. 
Yeah, I'm connected. Yeah, yeah. She says, I am the Lord. So, and there's this element that's often overlooked when it comes to the favor of the Lord, that there's this real readiness to serve God, whatever it is, God, this redemptive readiness that I'm ready to put aside anything now and get heaven's attention. And so the vibe here is that when you serve the Lord, you get to live out the truth. And when you live out the truth, it gets to affect every area of your life. So favor is heaven's ideas, heaven's purposes, heaven's plans being unfolded onto my life. And I love Matthew 6, 33 in the Message Bible. It says that it's God's, God's reality, God's initiative, God's provision. God takes care of everything. And may heaven, may you experience God's blessing on your life. And they, they, I don't want to give any kind of false uh, uh, aspects of this either because you're going to face problems, you're going to face trial, you're going to face madness, you're going to face craziness. And there are times when I'm talking to somebody who is in deep, not crisis, challenge, but they walk with a spirit of anointing on, on their lives because every area of their life has evidence of God's fingerprint. Verse 37 says, the word of God will never fail. So when Mary says, whatever, I don't know what you've been saying about me. And here's the cool thing. Is God's possible that God has been talking about her for 400 years? Who's Mary? Ah, you don't understand. She's coming later on. Whatever God has been saying about you, Whatever God has been saying about me may come true. Besides the fact that sometimes I feel like he's like, you're a knucklehead. But God, I don't know. Does God talk like that? I don't know. <laughs> he does. He, he does. Don't let Joe mentor you. <laughs> the word of the Lord will never fail. So there's a landing spot. Okay. John chapter 1 verse 1. Jesus is called the word. He was released from heaven, accomplished what he needed to accomplish here on earth. And what did he do? He went back. So that scripture in Isaiah is not only talking about the written word of God, but the living word of God that is inside of you. That whatever is released, it is accomplished. And this is the problem. And the, the, the word of God will never fail. Another element of favor is that God's world moves into your world. This is what Matthew 6.10 says. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, whatever it is, man, sometimes praying prayer things like, praying, prayer, praying prayers like, God, whatever you want to do in my life can be scary. But man, that song we sang, I build my own roads and walk my own roads. I build my, I've done my own things, man, and they do not work. They just don't work out. So I love the fact that God has this sway. It will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, you know, we have, you know, we're dealing with, think about even the process, your thinking process, your perspectives. Is this a perspective that you would have in heaven? Let your will be done on earth. Not this dirt, but this dirt. Because remember, we're dust. Let your will be done on this earth. So for 400 years, God is quiet. Nobody's listening. Mary shows up on the scene at 14 years old. God says something like, Gabriel, go talk to Mary. I think this is the one. She's, she's the one. She's lived her life in such a way that she's given responses like, 
Your servant is listening. I am ready to serve. Promises are designed to spill. Favor looks for a life that has made a decision that says, I am living my life for Christ. I am ready to serve. Let your favor leak. I want to experience the suntan of heaven. So when Jesus says to Peter, hey, is that your boat? Yeah. Put it back out there. And he stands on the boat and starts preaching. So what Jesus was looking for, he's not looking for Peter's boat. He was looking for Peter's heart. I don't care about the boat. What I do care is about you. So whatever you do with your boat is really a symbol of what you do with your own life. He used his boat as a platform to preach. Guess what? He's looking for a platform that he can extend his promises. So Mary says, I'm ready to serve. And when God is ready to release, that's why I was so amazed last week with Pastor Sherrod. When God, is, when anytime God does something amazing, he calls men and women of God. And right now, I'm prophetically speaking, God is on the move. The silence is broken. God is looking to speak to some men and to some women who maybe don't have it all together, who might be confused, who might be disturbed, who might be frustrated, but will say, You're, I'm ready to serve because my life is marked by covenant. God, whatever you want to do in my life, let's go. Just put your crash helmet on. <laughs> the airbags will go off, I promise, right, Joe? So God is looking for some stages. He's looking for some boats. Is that your boat? Take it back out there. Peter's like, dude, you don't understand. We fished all night. It's just not going to work. This is impossible. Now it's during the day. Anybody knows you don't fish during the day because the fish see your shadow. You're supposed to fish at night. Jesus says, when I'm in charge, I will make things happen that fit within the supernatural category. Come on! You're supposed to say amen to that part. When God does things, believe me, you could say, I've done what makes sense. Now Jesus is going to come in and do what doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you, if he asks you to do something, there's a slight chance it's not going to make sense. Favor. When you are highly favored, God brings his world into your world. That's what he does. May your face shine come on crank up those crank up those rays man may you turn your face it's almost like you know he's catching up on a netflix you know whatever and he's like wait hold on a second the coforio family what yeah i know i know you've been talking i know you've been talking about them and stuff like that but this is like they just caught i'm gonna start speaking because of them wait hold on from stanford Danny and Abby and, and Mila? And they got a, a, a daisy? I'm going to start speaking because of the way they're living. And hello, Joe and Jan. I've been picking a lot in the last couple of weeks. Hello, I know I've been silent for a, bit of, a minute or two, but I'm starting to speak again. And believe me, so now God speaks. And guess what happens? For 400 years, he takes all the collective words. Now, God's like, he says, I've been silent for 400 years. Now it's time to speak. Someone invited me to a silent camp in Connecticut. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's a camp that you don't talk for a week. That sounds, 
like torture. Why would I do that? Oh, to reflect. I'm like, I could do that at home. Catching up on Netflix series. But man, see, when someone's silent, that when God was silent before he's this, nobody's speaking. But now I see the church moving back into a dimension. When I say the church, not the church at all, I'm talking about Restoration Church. Where God is saying, let's wrap this scope. Come on now, let's bring this to the next level. We got a lot of stages. We have a lot of empty stages that have cleared off the platform of their lives. We have a lot of empty boats that have fished and have failed time and time and time and time again. And I'm telling them to send it back out and they're doing it. It doesn't make any sense. And then he, he, he greets Mary, greetings favored woman. Why did she earn this is not a title. This is a lifestyle. Remember, favor is not for status. Favor is for function. It's redemptive readiness. All his blessings, all his goodness, all his promises, and the world's version of your life, and even your version of your life will look very different to what God has pictured in his mind. And then what did Mary say at the end? May everything you said come true. Can I pray about this, God? I need a confirmation. I know you sent Gabriel, but can you send another angel? Um, I, I need a confirmation. Can I pray on this for a week? I, I need to pray. I need to. Do, it's been a while since I prayed the you know done the Daniel fast. I like to do that to get healthy and lose some weight and to make sure this is a word from the Lord. He said he's talking himself. <laughs> God told me, but I got to pray about it. He sent Gabriel, but let me just make sure. Let me just make. Let everything you've said about me come true. So what if God has this He's silent for 400 years? So do you know what this was? We go into the Gospels. This was making up for lost time. This was like taking 400 years and proactively speaking into one moment. Thousands of prophecies in the Old Testament, silent for 400 years, and now Mary is the receiving end of that. Mary is. And she said, Lord, whatever. Whatever you need. What do you need? Whatever you need. May everything you said about me come true. God said, deal. That's it. Sounds scary. Sounds pretty intense. But Jesus did say, listen, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take my way upon you. You're going to find that I'm refreshing. You're going to find it's going to be completely different. We're going to end today with an altar time. We're going to recommit ourselves to the Lord. That's it. And we're going to actually say some of these words. Lord, your servant is ready. My heart is ready. You need my boat? Okay. I know. I, you, for those of you who have failed, who have a mindset of failure, it can change. I love the fact that it can change in one moment. Sometimes we get trapped up in failure. Sometimes we get caught up in the madness of our past decisions. I love the fact that in one moment, God can change that. The cushion 
of his grace helps us overcome. Why? Why is God so invested in us? Well, there's a plan here to save the world that's pretty important. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And, and you, the crazy thing is about, about this is that he chose you and he chose me to be a part of this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. So let's pray these words like, Lord, may everything you've said about me come true. I am the Lord's servant. Father, what do you need? Do you need my boat? You got it. God, I need it. I've been working on my tan, but I need a real tan. I get that quick fix tan and can, and it doesn't work. It doesn't look the same. I need the real suntan of the Holy Spirit. So just pray her words. And we're going to open up. We're going we're to have the team come up. Danny and, and Pastor Josiah, come on up, guys. If you come up, it's not going to be anything else but you coming up. And I'm going to, my wife and I are going to agree with you. And we do this now, it's December 26th, end of the year. But man, it'd be a great idea to do this every day. <laughs> God doesn't need to be reminded. Because sometimes I see God in heaven going, I know you said that yesterday. But I have to remind myself. So today is like, oh God, just I'm clearing off my platform. Platform sleep. My boat, yep. I've seen failure for many, many years. But now I'm ready to do something in a new way. I'm your servant. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I'm here. I'm being distracted, which means I'm taking off the tracks. I'm distracted. Get you back on track. And if you've been derailed, man, today's a good day. Back on. Back on. You've said no 5,000 times, just one yes cancels out 5,000 no's. Just like that. So as we sing this song, I'm going to have you come to the altar. And all we're going to do is just anoint you with oil as a sign and a symbol of we coming into agreement with you for your life of recommitment to the Lord this morning. That's it.